This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our TGT series of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Good morning. Merry Christmas to everybody that's joining us this morning for our last uh, 8 a.m. show before the big day. Of course, tomorrow there will be no show tomorrow for obvious reasons. Apologies uh, for that. Um, but I think you can understand the reasons as to why. So, as I say, Merry Christmas to everyone that is celebrating. And uh, I hope you have a fantastic time. I mean, I watched Harry Simeon's show and I thought, you know, I've got one of those hats. <laughs> In fact, the Arsenal badge, you can't really see. It's like, uh, yeah, it's there. It is there. But uh, it's... Uh, I'm surprised it fits around my giant head, to be honest, but it does. I don't know if you can fold this up. No, you can't. Head is way too big for that. But uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Let's jump into the chat box. Good morning to Matt, to Kaiser, to Paul, to Nitin, uh, Ultima, Pedro, Jose, Social. We've got Carl. We've got Jonathan, Marcus, John. Uh, we've got uh, Mohammed. We've got who else have we got in here? Yes, for food and travel. We've got Stevie. Uh, we've got Andreas. You know, I've always wanted to ask, yes, for food and travel. Is this like, are you using a, like a company YouTube channel? <laughs> I'd like to just comment on Arsenal channels. Is that what you've done? <laughs> Make a personal channel. <laughs> I suppose it's free promotion. Michael Velasquez, uh, good morning to you. Mr. Harrison Carnaby, Carl, we've got Byron in the chat. AA Ron as well. Um, Kula, Moeto, uh, Marshall, our resident Liverpool fan, but very welcome in the chat as well. Good morning to you, mate. Uh, Clive, I saw the word "dest" and thought I had to join the show to make sure that dissent, dissent happens, or rather didn't happen. Clive, is that what you mean? Um, I'm hoping so. <laughs> I'm not sure whether you like him or not by that comment. Uh, if uh, good morning, everyone, and Merry Christmas. Sandal, good morning to you as well. Uh, Thracian King, good morning, and Merry Christmas, Clive. Of course, I uh, hope we're doing good and well. Let's kick on by always telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way. Uh, you'll be able to get our latest um, episode of Analyzing Arsenal, where I sat down with David Hughes of our scouting department and spoke about Gabriel Martinelli. Do go 
and check out that show. It's very, very interesting and talks all about kind of how Martinelli has progressed this season. Um, so do make sure that you do check that one out because it's a very good watch and you'll have plenty more to discuss in the coming days on the channel as well. We're nearly at 6,000 subs, so please do go and subscribe. Our first bit of news this morning is that's the Wolves' match. Uh, I guess, I mean, Boxing Day, yes, on the 26th, has been postponed. And because of that postponement against Watford, it means that Wolves will have a considerable amount of rest uh, before we play them on the 28th. We play on the 26th, and then we play again on the 28th. When we play Wolves at the Emirates, they would have had a considerable amount more rest than us. It does mean that Mikel Arteta needs to think very carefully about his team selections in the next two games. Speaking of which, there is going to be a preview show at 5pm today with some of the members looking ahead to that Norwich City game on Boxing Day, making sure, of course, that we we need to rotate, we need to be careful, we need to prioritise because I think that it might be more important to ensure that we get the points over a team like Wolves that are further up the table, but our away form this season has not been that good. Is it more important to kind of let the home game carry us through and then go a little bit stronger against Norwich to get those points? But it's going to be a it's going to be a fine um I sort of look at kind of a, a fine line between how you balance the two squads to play those two games. We may have to mix and match some of our first team players, but do tune in for the preview show at five o'clock a little bit later on today. We'll be looking through all of myself and my members lineups ahead of the fixture. Um, other news regarding Arsenal's fixtures is Jurgen Klopp and Antonio Conte have both asked if the Carabao Cup semi-final matches can be played across one leg. I, for once, would actually be in agreement with both Conte and Klopp on this and do feel that the game should be condensed down to the single leg. I don't really understand why we would be looking to, to extend a competition. That's Why are we even doing two-leg semi-finals anyway? It makes absolutely no sense. Do it at a neutral ground if you're that concerned about it. Or you just draw it like it's been drawn now. Arsenal were drawn out first and so should play Liverpool at home. There needs to be something done to ensure that there is only one game and not two legs because it's just ridiculous in this current climate. And why, when the, the Christmas period is so busy anyway, that they have to put a semi-final, a two-legged semi-final in January? It makes very, very little sense. Um, but hopefully one that gets sorted out very soon. Um, let's move on to the transfer news, though. And we start with Sayer Kalasinac. Watford are said to be interested in the Bosnian international, who has ironically played more games for his national side than for his club side uh, this year, which is tells you a little bit about how far down the pecking order he has fallen. Uh, it would require Arsenal to subsidise some of his £100,000 per week. Let me say that again. Kalasinac is on £100,000 per week. Um, and we would have to subsidise some of that if we let that through. Now, I've discussed, um, I don't know if this article is out yet, I've discussed making this move slightly easier. It is indeed out. You can go and read it. Um, because there is a certain player that I quite like at Watford called Ismela Star. Uh, and considering that Arsenal may be moving on the likes of Nicolas Pepe in the future, making this kind of an easy route through and an easy kind of, transfer for Kolasinac could enable us to be a little bit cheeky and once we've established that smooth route to allow them to have Kolasinac, it could give us an advantage in a later window you know, to, to possibly bring Ismelis up. I know I'm reaching, I'm reaching massively, but Ismelis is a brilliant talent and maybe if we open those lines between ourselves and Watford, it could give us 
an advantage. Oh, my days. Steve Stone, what on earth have you done? <laughs> Steve, thank you so much for the donation, mate. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much, Tom, for creating such a wonderful community. Your work is outstanding. Merry Christmas. Much love to you and your family. Steve, that's very, very generous of you. Thank you so much. I, I'm so glad that you enjoy um, tuning in to the channel and being part of this community and as, as well uh, one of our members too. And yeah, genuinely, thank you so much. Um, it's It's comments like that, just the comment alone um that is the reason why i keep doing this because uh, it's a lot of fun and i enjoy what we've built here and i don't say me i haven't built this we've built this as a community so thank you so much steve absolute legend um and uh, i look forward to reading more of your comments through the channels and mate steve get in the discord server and get on one of our preview shows steve that's what i want to see you doing so let's not be hiding away let's get you on a show mate anyway let's move forward actually thank you to steve once again um with our next story, which is Eddie Nketiah, uh, has been interesting. Several Premier League clubs uh, ahead of the January transfer window. In fact, three Premier, uh, Premier League sides are said to be interested. Uh, Crystal Palace, Brighton and West Ham United are the clubs in question, which makes sense considering that Crystal Palace haven't really been able to kick on, even though they signed Eduard uh, from Celtic and they've got Christian Benteke and Wilfred Zaha. Nketiah was of interest to them in the summer. They couldn't agree personal terms. The deal didn't go through. Brighton makes complete sense because they create more chances than pretty much anyone else in the league without scoring. XG compared to shots scored is a ridiculously far apart statistic. And Nketiah would certainly add plenty of that to the team. Um, and also, when we consider the fact that Nketiah is a player that loves to work in and around that six-yard box, that's where Brighton are missing loads of chances. So it would be a good move for him. And with West Ham, Mikel Antonio is getting no younger. He has got his own fitness issues. It would make sense for them to finally bring in a player that could back up. Now, six months left on his deal. Would Arsenal be able to get a decent fee? Would it even make sense for Arsenal to sell him in the January window, considering that Aubameyang is going to be gone for the African Cup of Nations and we don't know what's going on with his situation? Balogun could be leaving on loan. That would leave us with just Lacazette on his own if Nketiah was to leave, which means for me, you would have to go out and you would have to obviously try and sign uh, someone to come and replace that because you wouldn't be able to leave yourself so short. But then do you then go and sell Nketiah? It's a, it's a catch-22. It's really hard to know what you do because e either way, you're either going to have to sign a player, which comes with its own risks, especially in January, or you keep him and you miss out on a bit of a payday depending on what clubs are bidding. I think we have to assess the kind of bids that would be coming in for Enketia. If they're 10 million plus, I think that's kind of the reason why you can't really say no, considering he has so little time left on his deal. But it would mean then having to accelerate plans to sign a striker, which I you know a lot of people would like to see, but makes it more risky in the January window. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, let's move on to our penultimate story of the day. And yes, it wouldn't be Christmas uh, without a Christmas it's not going to say miracle, then it's kind of the opposite to that. Philip Coutinho uh, has again been <laughs> reportedly linked with a move to. I've been doing this show now for what? Uh, did it last summer? Um, and did I do any in January? I know we've done transfer shows before, but I've been doing this show for a long time. And I can't remember a, a year where we didn't talk about Philippe Coutinho being linked to Arsenal. It's. A perpetual state of purgatory, this Coutinho link, is what it is. And uh, look, it's not going to happen. Arsenal are... I, I'm willing to go... I, I don't tend to like going out on a limb and saying things will or will not happen. But I just... 
I just can't see this ever happening. Why it would happen? It doesn't. It goes against all of Arsenal's principles in the market at the moment. Signing young players, signing players that are going to improve us, signing players that aren't on high wages like we did with Willian. It goes against what we've been doing. It doesn't make any sense. So why would this happen? I, I, I don't know. It's a Coutinho, Benzema, Higuain, and Villa story is what it is. Anyway, finishing off today with Sugino Dest, ESPN reporting that Arsenal are one of a number of teams interested in taking the American international, very versatile fullback, can play right back, left back, can even play in midfield to support Takahiro Tomiyasu. There we're back. Sorry about that. Apologies for cutting out. I quite liked him when he was at Ajax. I quite liked the fact that he was someone that was very versatile. He was someone that would add a lot to their side and had a lot of potential. Since moving to Barcelona, though, I haven't really been able to see um, that same level of potential at Barca. Is it down to the team that he plays in? Possibly. Um, but there are lots of players in that Barca team, like Frankie de Jong like uh, Pedri, uh, that, like Gavi, that are playing really, really well. So I'm not sure about Dest. I'm not sure if he's worth spending the money that it would cost, but we already have a very good player in Tommy Ass in that position. He is very versatile. Maybe it would make a little bit of sense to go in and bring someone of his versatility. And to be honest, I looked at Tavares at Benfica and didn't really rate a lot of the performances of him uh, whatsoever. At Benfica, he's come to Arsenal and he's looked, you know, a completely different player. It's not to say that this would happen with Dest, but you always have to factor in that sometimes players work at some clubs and sometimes they don't work at others. We've experienced that plenty of times with players that we've signed. Maybe it's something that would change. We'll wait and see. Anyway, that concludes all of today's transfer news. So if you do indeed have a question for the final show before Christmas, do throw it into the chat box. Uh, social, there is no 8am show tomorrow for very obvious reasons. Um, so, uh, yeah, no show tomorrow. Apologies. I think you can forgive me for that, at least. Uh, but there will be a 5pm preview show uh, this afternoon looking ahead to the Norwich City game, which will be the last show uh, before Christmas. And then we'll be back on uh, Boxing Day to do a reaction at 9 o'clock to the Norwich City game. So make sure you tune in for all of that good stuff. Let's, though, go over to your questions in the chat box. Okay, let's jump into the chat and go to Marcus, who says, don't let the new Renato Sanchez rumours ruin your Christmas. Have a good Christmas, Tom. Look, I, I wouldn't understand why we would sign him. I just think if we did sign him, it wouldn't make too much sense because of the number of injuries. It's a like... That's it just doesn't make any sense. I can't even talk about it without getting frustrated. 69 games he's missed through injury, and he's 24. He is injury prone. He has got consistent issues with muscular problems. It doesn't make any sense to go for Renato Sanchez, especially when there are other midfielders out there that would make a lot more sense. But we'll see. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Uh, ben Kates says, do journalists try to wind him up by asking managers questions that are obvious but uncomfortable to address, like asking Arteta because of his inexperience as manager, he takes harsh slash bad decision? Um, look, I mean, look, <laughs> questions in a press conference are designed to get answers on a variety of topics, whether it's injuries, whether it's the futures of players or the manager himself, 
whether it's on transfers, on whether players are going to join the club or not, the situation with captaincy. The questions in press conferences are designed to try and get answers. Myself, still yet having to, you know, I've not yet been in one. I've certainly been in and around plenty of them and, and watched along with them, but I've not yet been able to ask a question at this part. I'm very early on in my career. I'm not expecting that so soon. But I feel like I would ask some questions that are maybe slightly different at times and certainly try and get different answers from the manager on different topics. I was watching back a question that was asked to him after the Leeds game about kind of his tactical side of his game and the philosophy of his game. That got a really good answer. And it seems like if you ask a question that Arteta is very interested about, which is like the tactics and the way that he plays and stuff like that, then you're going to get a much more kind of fleshed out answer. And uh, and yeah, look, Arteta can be very short and blunt in press conferences. Like you just watch how uh, he says, how when a journalist says, hello, how are you to Arteta? He's just like, hi. Uh, <laughs> it's very abrasive, but uh, it must be very frustrating being asked very kind of, you know, the same questions over and over again. But it's only because we need to know the answers to those questions that they are asked. Um, Aaron says, good morning, Chris. I'm assuming that's uh, some kind of... Uh... <laughs> Christmas, Christmas typo. It's Tom. Uh, but, but thank you, Erin. I really appreciate the kind donation. Erin um, says, uh, what are your thoughts on playing Ben White in front of the back four in order to accommodate Saliba in our back line? Then by Tommy Asu, a backup, another centre mid and a forward. Hey, look, Erin, I think that Ben White is a centre back, has always been a centre back, is always going to be a centre back. And I think that that's the best position to play in here. You don't have to try and force all players into teams. We're going to be in Europe next season. Saliba comes, well, I hope, fingers crossed, going to be in Europe next season. Um, Saliba's coming back. We can rotate. We can change the players. We can play a back three if we need to. Both White and Saliba and Gabriel have all played in back threes during their careers. So it gives us lots of options. In regards to a backup to Tomiyasu, yes, I'm in 100% agreement with you. Another centre midfielder, yes. And a forward, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Thracian says, Tom, any chance we could get Milinkovic Savic? Uh, I'd, I'd really rate him as a player, but I think he would cost a hell of a lot of money and I think there'll be a lot of interest. But we'll wait and see. Tulip says, if Aubameyang and Eddie leaves in January, can we pursue Watkins in Jan to join? We are in the top four for now. Can this be the perfect time to tempt Premier League players or, you know, tempt Premier League players to join? Look, I think that we've shown that we can sign Premier League players. We've signed... Ben White, we've signed Aaron Ramsdale, and it needs to be something we do more of. We haven't done it enough. And I'm talking about Premier League players that are like starting in their teams. Ben White, starter for Brighton. Aaron Ramsdale, starter for Sheffield United. Cedric, not a starter. Willian, not a starter. Danny Welbeck, not a starter. Davy Louise wasn't a starter. We need to sign Premier League players when we do that are going to improve us and take away from others of our rivals in the league. You know, it needs to be strong, solid, good players. Um, Matt, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> you didn't need to correct yourself with another donation, but thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Merry Christmas, mate. Matt G, uh, Merry Christmas, Tom and Chat. Appreciate the daily videos engagement from the community. This is a big part of my morning. Matt, you're a big part of our mornings. Thank you, Matt, for uh, continuing with your hypothetical questions. We always appreciate a good hypothetical in the chat. It gets the chat going. Um, so there you go. Uh, Marcus says, don't let the new... Oh, we've already done that one. Let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, what about Masrawi from Ajax, says Jack Paulton. Um, I think that there, again, are injury issues, but would be a very good and decent option to support 
to support Tommy Asu. He's good going forwards. He's good defensively. Uh, I remember him being recommended by Tifo in their kind of sensible transfers video around Arsenal. So I would take him whether or not he would want to come because he would have to be in competition with Tommy Asu. That's the tricky thing. And that's also the thing with goalkeeper is you've got to find a goalkeeper that's going to want to come in and compete for that spot and replace Leno knowing that Ramsdale is a starter. But maybe they'd be encouraged that Ramsdale came in and you know took that spot almost immediately and that route is open. You've got to do the same thing with right back. So we'll wait and see. Uh, Chiedozi says, uh, will you take Jao Felix? It will depend on the price. If you're looking at 60-odd million quid, then no. If you're looking closer between 30 and 40, which I don't think they would accept, then maybe I would consider it. Uh, a bit of a risk, but maybe so. Uh, let's go to Ayath, who says, do you feel fans use their emotions too quickly when judging players? I mean, the recent form from Eddie and Pepe should mean a rise in their price tag and not us keeping them. It's been more than three seasons. Uh, sometimes, yeah, absolutely. I think that we've seen that all the time. I think you see it with the manager. Uh, the amount of times we've won a game and go, oh, how could you be Arteta out? And then we lose against Everton and, you know, the claws come out again. So I remember we did that poll talking about Arteta's uh, tenure and would you be out or in? And the percentage of people that are out and in change within a week, it shifted by about 40-odd percent. So... If we are very reactionary as a fan base around coaches, players, transfers, all of it. So, yeah, I, I, I understand the emotions, but we are at times too quick to judge on certain players. Uh, Rich says, I still rate Coutinho, to be honest. If he was cheap and didn't want ridiculous wages, which he isn't and he isn't, <laughs> I'd take a punt. You do need some experience and he has won things. Uh, Thracian says, do you think we will get a centre midfielder or a striker in the January window, Chris? This is not sticking. <laughs> Aaron, what have you done? Um, look, a centre midfielder is obviously going to be a big priority because we're going to be without Partey and we're going to be without uh, El Nene and that will make us quite thin. And I think we need an upgrade on what we've already got, like Xhaka, Partey, um, who haven't been really performing to the top of their game. But striker is proven to be an area of real need because of players leaving, because of the Aubameyang situation. They're almost becoming as equally as important as each other. I'm just not sure that we're going to be able to cover them in the January window, which is why I would be open to a six-month loan on either of those two roles and then really attack the position in the summer. Fingers crossed it doesn't affect our push for top four or top six too much. But you can't always get the best results. Um, and by that, I mean you can't always get the best options in your transfers in January. And maybe it's best sometimes to wait to get a better player that gives you more over the next five years than say a player that can give you more over the next six months. But we'll wait and see. Namara says, I never understood agenda against players that were injured uh, abundance. Uh, injured in abundance? A change of scenery and a new medical staff can benefit to their smaller injury probability. Look, I think there are agendas against some players because of how injured they are and the risk of spending a certain amount of money. However, depending on the type of injury, you can associate a level of risk to those players. Renato Sanchez, for instance, the number of, of ligament plus muscle injury problems that he's faced means that there is always going to be, especially with the hamstring, there's always going to be an injury risk associated with him. It was Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and speaking to Dr. Rajpal Bra about this, and I wrote about this yesterday, it's not, it's not going to be the same. You're not going to have the same level of... Um, risk associated because of the type of injury that they've suffered. So you're going to have to look at that. Uh, Raul says, that Stamberg guy is really good. Cruz and Bruno combined. He, look, he is good. I like him a lot. Again, another player I wrote about yesterday. I think he's someone that would add a lot of quality to this team. And uh, we've shown by signing someone from Bologna and Tommy Asi that maybe we can be a bit more left field 
with the players that we sign. Um, Michael says, what would be your number one signing for each of the Premier League clubs? Wow, that's a challenge. How quickly can we do this? <laughs> Let's look at the Premier League table. We'll go down the, We'll go down each club very quickly. Man City, Phil Foden, without a shadow of a doubt. Liverpool, you have to pick Mohamed Salah for obvious reasons. Chelsea, um, oh, Chelsea, hate everyone. <laughs> uh, Kai Havertz, Arsenal, oh, it's Arsenal. Uh, West Ham United, uh, Declan Rice, Man United, Bruno Fernandes, Spurs, ugh. Wolves, uh, who would I take from Wolves? Probably Neto, quite like Neto. Uh, Leicester City, uh, who's the Tielemans uh, for Leicester City? Aston Villa, Buendia, just because of the, the you know the memes. <laughs> Aromi Martinez taking back uh, Crystal Palace. Conor Gallagher, although he's a Chelsea player, I suppose I could have chosen him for Chelsea um, players that are actually owned by Crystal Palace. Uh, I quite like Gay, uh, Gay, the uh, the centre back. He's very very good. Uh, Mitchell as well to maybe be a backup if we lose Tavares. Brentford, uh, who would I take from Brentford? It's obvious that Ivan Tony, you would say, um, but I like Mbwemo, I like Canyos as well. Um, so probably lean towards Tony because he's the best of the bunch and be a backup striker to whoever we sign in the summer. Brighton and Hove Albion, uh, you'd have to say, barring any uh, trials that are going on at the moment, uh, Basuma, if that turns out to be guilty of that, obviously I wouldn't choose him. You go for someone. Uh, Mwepu, I really liked Mwepu at Red Bull Salzburg, so Mwepu, I suppose. Everton, who would you take from Everton? Um, Luca Dean, maybe, as a backup left back later on, but we've already got enough left backs. Decore to bring some experience, possibly. Um, I'm joking. Dominic Cavalier is obviously who you would pick. Southampton, uh, who would you take from Southampton? Uh, I like Livramento, looks like quite a good player that they signed this season, could be a good backup to, to Tommy Yasu. Leeds United. Calvin Phillips, a good centre midfield option. Uh, also like Llorente at the back, but I don't think that he would get into our team right now. Uh, Watford is Melisar. Burnley, Cornet's done quite well this season. Could be a good depth option in a wide position. Newcastle. Who would you take at Newcastle? Um, Freddie Woodman as a backup goalkeeper. Homegrown, maybe. But beyond that, Sam Maximan. I know a lot of people are going to say Sam Maximan. But I've got my issues with him. But, you know, maybe just to prove me wrong, bring in some Maxwell and see what he can do. And Norwich, Norwich City. Who would you bring in from Norwich City? Would you say Todd Cantwell? He's not really done that much this season. Uh, Max Ahrens, maybe, as a backup to Tommy Asu. There you go. All 19 other Premier League clubs. Uh, <laughs> that was ridiculous. The chatbot has gone crazy with options. Kante, Kante he's a bit old now, Kante. Reese James is not a bad shout um De Bruyne uh again is quite old Havertz I think that Havertz could be a great player thing that's the thing I, I really do feel like he could be something special it's just not working out for him uh Kukurea from Brighton's a good shout Rahul definitely um Calvert-Lewin uh, says Rahul again Cole DCL yes absolutely I, I was joking I was gonna get there in the end um Daz says Adam Armstrong from Southampton maybe <laughs> bring back Willock says IAF uh, Cantwell says Jonathan Delia Smith. I mean, Christmas dinner. I mean, there's a <laughs> there's a lot of benefits to that, maybe. Uh, Rich Cosford, Tom De Bruyne from Man City, and you've got to say when Spud, Son or Kane are up there. No, look, we're not taking anyone from Spurs. We don't need to be brought down. 
necessarily don't need them. Um, championship, no, Jonathan, no, just not not happening. I might be able to go through La Liga, but I'm not doing that after doing the Premiership. So there you go. Anyway, uh, let's scroll up and go for a couple more of your questions. Harrison, you're going to get timed out in a second, I swear. Um, Dration says, do you think we would have to change our style to accommodate Calvert-Lewin? No, I wouldn't. And actually, if you watch my show with uh, uh, David Hughes yesterday on Gabriel Martinelli, we talked a bit about Calvert-Lewin. He's a big Everton fan, and we spoke about how he would add you know, not only aerial ability, but his hard working ethic, his hard work ethic and his pressing fits already into what Arteta wants from a striker. So no, I don't think that we would need to necessarily change our style and what we want to do. Ade says, morning Tom, trust you a happy Christmas in advance. Question, thank you, mate. If you sell three players in Arsenal and bring in three new players to Arsenal, who would they be irrespective of position? Wow, that's a big question. Uh, who would I sell? I would sell... Abamyang, I would sell Pepe, and I would sell uh, Granite Xhaka. Just to kind of, not because I don't like him, just just to end the debate around, <laughs> around Granite Xhaka. I feel like I would just have to, you know, I'd sell him just to, you know, move on and guarantee that need to buy someone. If I was to bring in a centre midfielder, and I think we'd be, we have to be realistic here, uh, centre midfielder that I think is realistic, People may say this isn't realistic, but I'd go and chuck 60 million or 70 million at Leicester for Yuri Tielemans to replace Granite Xhaka in midfield, player next to Thomas Partey. What a midfield that could be. Um, in a wide position, Zobos Lai from RB Leipzig. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt, that's two. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin up top is probably who I would look to bring in. So there you go. Xhaka, Pepe, Bamiang out. Calvert-Lewin, Zobos, Lai, and Tielemans in. I think that's a solid upgrade on those three. Maybe that's something we could see happen in the future. Asmarom says, what should be the priority for Arteta? The next seven games um, in 20 days, where to focus? Premier League, FA Cup, Carabao. Premier League is the priority, without a shadow of a doubt. League Cup, look, I think we're going to go up against the Liverpool side that are going to change. In fact, I wrote a piece yesterday about what the teams could look like, even with a possible cheeky signing. Who knows that we could add to the team? Um, before it, the, the game will take place during the January window. If we can get in a centre midfielder on the first day it opens, you never know. Could Svanberg be joining the club? We'll wait and see. FA Cup, that we got Nottingham Forest. That comes after, I think, the first leg in the Carabao Cup. So you've got the opportunity to rotate, play some kids. I think there's a chance to see Patino maybe again in that game against Forest. I'm hoping to go to that game as well, barring any pandemic um, obstacles, but we'll wait and see. Uh, I ask, is which other strikers other than DCL suit our style like Laka does? I can only think of Vlaovic or DCL. Um, strikers, I mean, you look at Izak, I think he would suit the style. Jonathan David, I think, is a good option as well. There are players out there that suit the style we play that can add link-up to their game. Um, Arthur Cabral, I know a lot of people like him at Basel, scored a lot of goals, good link-up, good pace, good shooting, good in the air. Very, very solid striker. 23 years of age would fit that age profile too. Uh, if a £35 million bid for Thomas Partey, would you take it? Depends from who. Depends who we would spend the money on. But I lean towards no. Uh, Josh says, how do you feel about us going for uh, Jonathan David? Merry Christmas from Perth, Western Australia. I've always wondered what Christmas must be like in Australia. It must be so odd um, having it such a warm time of year. Um I feel good if we were to go for him. I think he's a quality addition to the team if we were to sign him. I think there are a number of strikers out that I'd be very happy with us bringing in. 
Uh, Den from Sideline Talk says, uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours and yours, mate. Have a fantastic day tomorrow. Coutinho, <laughs> let's not do that again. Premier League has been, uh, has already been, yeah, has been, I suppose, the greater corrector. Tillemans is a great shout. Wasn't sure why we were waiting for Madison and not him. Have a good one. You too, fella. Ian says, which game is much harder? So MA has to play a stronger side, Norwich or Wolves? I think that the Wolves game is trickier because we would have played just two days earlier. So I think you'll probably see a slightly weaker side against Norwich that is good enough to win, but then brought in a few more players against Wolves. Maybe this is when Aubameyang comes uh, comes back in. We'll have to wait and see. Apparently, also, we're in discussions with uh, the Ghanaian Football uh, Association to try and keep Partey for that Wolves game as well, which would be a massive boost, of course. Thracian says, thanks for the content, Tom. You're a credit to your profession and also to Arsenal, the community you've built here is awesome. Thanks, mate. Have a brilliant Christmas yourself. Hope you enjoy yourselves and your family as well. Uh, how realistic is the Vlaovic sign? I'd say it's 50-50, Carl, because like, I feel like we do have the money to do it, but the the want of the player is, is obviously going to be the biggest stumbling block for that deal. Um, Thank you to everybody that's tuned in. I just want to highlight Steve Stone's comment again because it was a very, very generous donation, if I can find it. Here we go. Uh, massive thank you to everybody uh, that has tuned in this year. I know I'm going to be doing a few more shows before the end of the year uh, and into next year, of course. But it has been a crazy journey. We did hit 28,000 subscribers um, just a few days ago. We're already on our way to 29,000. This has been a crazy year. Uh, dream job scenario going into YouTube and doing so many more shows for you guys, building up the community even further with the help of everyone that watches. It's been a great year and uh, and hopefully 2022 can be an even better one. There's you know plenty of good stuff to be looking forward to. It's been a big year in terms of personal stuff. Uh, marriage next year is going to be strange. Uh, in fact, it's a year to the day today since I got engaged, which is uh, great um, as well. So uh, it, yeah, it's been a crazy journey and uh, it's, you know, it's nowhere near the end and we're still carrying on and you guys are certainly providing us with plenty of entertainment in our live chat boxes thank you to everyone that keeps tuning in please drop a like on the video if you can continue to support the channel subscribe if you're new tell your friends and uh, and get them to make this part of their morning routine at 8 a.m uk time or wherever you are in the world um have a fantastic christmas i will see you again very very soon uh, in fact, I'll see you at 5 p.m. Uh, where I can wish you a very Merry Christmas once again. Um, but other than that, have a fantastic Christmas Eve. And I'll see you on Boxing Day if I don't see you this afternoon at 8 a.m. for the next one. Have a fantastic time, guys. And as always, up the Arsenal. A Merry Christmas. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Ooh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.